the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. A good Friday to you. The next hour of the show is the happiness hour. It's been somewhat of a challenge in the course of the two-pronged assault on our society, one from nature and one from humans. But uh, as I've always said, if you don't have a happiness hour in bad times, it's like the umbrella that doesn't, what is the word, doesn't, not extract, that doesn't open up. It's simple. It's like the umbrella that doesn't open up when it starts uh, to rain. Is that a fair analogy? I don't know if expand, no, not expand. By the way, I, I want you to know, guys, I have been thinking about the importance of the word neftigent because there's no parallel to it. And that we're, experience, we're experiencing so much neftigence. What it, you came up with a superb definition. What, what was it again? I need to memorize it. A phrase or... A a word, phrase, or concept that sounds significant, but is meaningless? Yes. Yeah. We don't have that. There is no word for it. So, neftigent, it's going to be, you know, one of my uh, contributions to the English language. There's a piece in the Washington Post, you know my love and involvement in classical music, about how racist classical music is. Now, I need you to understand, this is par for the course. This is Neftigent. That was a Neftigent article. It's a perfect example. Meaningless, but sounded, you know, it was a pompous, pompously meaningless. The, you must understand, do you, most of you would not know this. Do you know how a member of an orchestra is chosen? You can't imagine. Oh, can't be how well they play. No, well, that is that that is white. You see, you you talk like a white. Don't they play behind their? Uh, yes, exactly. They play behind a screen. This has been for decades. So you don't know if it's a male, a female, a transgender, a uh, a black, a white, an Albanian. You don't know. So how how is it that classical music is racist? And if it wanted to be racist, how would it be? And isn't uh, music and the arts as left as you can get? These people are racist? But that's what he wrote. That was the article. By the way, there's no they never have any proof. They just make assertions. So what are they going to do now? Will they have affirmative action for the violin section? We have a certain number of blacks need to be in the viola section. 
I mean, the truth is I have never seen, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I have never noticed a black oboist. So will they Will they have, I mean, how many, how many black parents are rigidly enforcing the taking up of a classical music instrument on their kids? That is the answer, isn't it? Why are there more Asians than any other group uh, in uh, proportionally in coming up in orchestras? Because their parents tell them to play piano or violin uh, from a very early age. It's a very cultural thing. Orchestras were, were disproportionately composed of Jews in the 1950s because Jewish parents insisted that their kids take up the violin or, or the or the cello or piano, whatever it might be. Now that's not true. Jewish parents insist that their kids take up the SAT. (laughs) I can't tell you how important it is for your child to learn a musical instrument. But anyway, uh, that's the late. So everything, everything is racist. Everything. The Ideological Corruption of Science by Lawrence Krauss. Do you know, I had Lawrence Krauss on the on the show for an hour. He wrote a, a book. He's a, a very prominent uh, astronomer. University of Arizona, I believe, right? Or Arizona State. One of the two. Let's see if it has it here. Uh, he is, oh, it doesn't say. Says he's a theoretical physicist, president of the Origins Project Foundation, and so he's the physics of climate change forthcoming in January. I can't wait for it. But anyway, uh, I had him on. He's an atheist. He taught at Arizona State. He's no longer there. All right, I guess not. So uh, Lawrence Krauss was on the show on the Ultimate Issues Hour for an hour because he wrote a book, Something from Nothing. And uh, he defended the idea against those of us who believe there is a creator. He defended the idea that something can come from nothing. There was a major moment. I wish we had it. Sean, there's no way to find it, is there? Because I I asked him, how could something come from nothing? I mean, uh, you don't have to be a physicist to understand the impossibility of that without without something creating it. He said, well, it depends on your definition of nothing. And that was a, that was a classic moment for me in my radio history. And I thought, and I said, well, uh, Professor, uh, nothing means no thing. I mean, it, it, this, this, you don't have to have a PhD in physics for that, but but it was to his credit that he came on. Very few people that differ with me, not because it's me, who differ with people who have my ideas come and debate. So it's not surprising to me that he would actually have a piece in the Wall Street Journal, The Ideological Corruption of Science, which goes under the heading of everything the left touches, it destroys. I used to say ruins. Now I've gotten stronger. It destroys. 
the next victim could be the United States of America. They don't deny that they wish to destroy. No, back to normal, right? Fundamentally transform. Why is that not equivalent to destroy? Now, you may say they'll destroy and make something better. It's inconceivable to me, but at least let's admit they're destroying it. In American laboratories and universities, the spirit of Trofim Lysenko has suddenly been woke. Trofim Lysenko was Stalin's head of science. There was such a thing as Soviet science. Get it? Just as there is now in the United States. There's racist and non-racist or anti-racist science. In the 1980s, when I was a young professor of physics and astronomy at Yale, deconstructionism was in vogue in the English department. We in the science departments would scoff at the lack of objective intellectual standards in the humanities, epitomized by a movement that argued against the existence of objective truth itself, arguing that all such claims to knowledge were tainted by ideological biases due to race, sex, or economic dominance. It could never happen in the hard sciences except perhaps under dictatorships, such as the Nazi condemnation of Jewish science or the Stalinist campaign against genetics led by Trofim Lysenko, in which literally thousands of mainstream geneticists were dismissed in the effort to suppress any opposition to the prevailing political view of the state. And now the key words, or so we thought. In recent years, and especially since the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, academic science leaders have adopted wholesale the language of dominance and oppression previously restricted to cultural studies journals to guide their disciplines, to censor dissenting views, to remove faculty from leadership positions if their research is claimed by opponents to support systemic oppression. Remember what I read to you uh, the day before yesterday from the Black Museum, the African American Museum, where it, it had a big chart about what white culture is, whiteness is, and among the traits of whiteness was objectivity. We shall return. The Dennis Prager Show. President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. You will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text Prager to 88022 for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's P-R-A-G-E-R to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. All right, I'll return to that article on the ideological corruption of science in a moment. I'm Dennis Prager. I want to remind you that there is a website that you should be consulting constantly, flattenthefear.com. What is the rule now in Oregon? You you get 30 days in prison and a fine if you don't wear a mask outdoors? What if you're walking alone? I'm not being cute. Do you, do you know the answer? Do you have to be in proximity of human beings? In any event, go to flattenthefear.com. 
Job Creators Network, one of the great institutions in the country, has produced this thing. It's free. I just want you to be able to consult it. The more people that visit it, the more powerful it becomes, the better you become aware of what is going on. And it's, it's run basically by scientists. Flattenthefear.com. Finally, in this uh, in the article here on what is happening in science, at Princeton on July 4th, more than 100 faculty members, including more than 40 in the sciences and engineering, wrote an open letter to the president with proposals to, quote, disrupt the institutional hierarchies perpetuating inequity and harm. This included the creation of a policing committee that would, quote, oversee the investigation and discipline of racist behaviors. Incidents, research, and publication on the part of faculty. Did you hear that? Substitute the word communism. And you get what the left has been talking about all of my life, McCarthyism. But they never had this like that under McCarthy in that short period of time. We've had nothing like this in all of American history, including the Salem Witch Trials. It's worked. The left, the left corrupted the minds of, of a generation since World War II, and now you see the results. Some of us have been warning about this all our lives, but uh, what are you going to do? I want you to hear this again. A hundred faculty members at Princeton, including more than 40 in the sciences and engineering, wrote an open letter to the president with proposals to, quote, disrupt the institutional hierarchies perpetuating inequity and harm. They never quite define what that is, do they? It's all neftigens. This included the creation of a policing committee that would, quote, oversee the investigation and discipline of racist behaviors, incidents, research, and publication on the part of faculty. You hear that? Incidents, research, and publications. So people will snitch. Or if you wrote a piece, if, if some professor writes a piece saying that in the, the data do not show systemic police brutality or certainly killing of blacks, that's it. It's over for that professor. Get it? Racism is to be defined by another faculty committee and requiring every department, including math, physics, astronomy, and other sciences, to establish a senior thesis prize for research that somehow, quote, is actively anti-racist or expands our sense of how race is constructed in our society. Well, what does that have to do with astronomy? You're shaking your head, meaning you don't know. Actual censorship is also occurring. 
a distinguished chemist in Canada, argued in favor of merit-based science. You hear that? Merit-based science. That means truth-based. And against hiring practices that aim at equality of outcome if they result, quote, in discrimination against the most meritorious candidates. For this, he was censured by his university provost, his published review article on research and education in organic synthesis was removed from the journal website, and two editors involved in accepting it were suspended. Canada is every bit as bad as here. They just don't have riots. But remember the police officer who called me from Toronto last week? He was almost in tears on how he is treated in in Toronto. An Italian scientist at the International Laboratory CERN, it's very well known, even I know about it, C-E-R-N, home to the Large Hadron Collider, had his scheduled seminar on statistical imbalances between the sexes in physics canceled and his position at the laboratory revoked because he suggested that apparent inequities might not be directly due to sexism. A group of linguistics students initiated a public... Linguistics is one of the worst, by the way. It is a den for the foolish. A public petition asking that the psychologist, Steven Pinker... Yeah, I read that. You know, they're really attacking Steven Pinker, who's also been on this show. Any guy on the left who's been on this show, and it has nothing to do with it, but it shows that they're open... Uh, is in trouble. Steven Pinker is in big trouble. Be stripped of his position as a Linguistic Society of America fellow for such offenses as tweeting a New York Times article they disapproved of. I actually read it. I read the entire linguistics. I Not only that, there, there's a part of me, I have no interest in looking at accidents when I'm driving. I don't have normal reactions. But I, uh, my equivalent of, what do they call it? Uh, not, is it what is it called uh, when you, uh, the word duck is in it, isn't it? When, when you peer over to see an accident. Guys, rubber neck. I kept thinking rubber duck, but I knew it wasn't rubber duck. Yeah, rubber neck, yeah. So my, mine is intellectual. That's why I read Pravda in college. So I read these things. I read their their piece against Steven Pinker. The things that they attack him for having said, it's astonishing. Anything that deviates from the left, that's what that's all that matters. What whatever science has been this is how he ends. Whenever science has been corrupted by falling prey to ideology. Scientific progress suffers. That's not the least. Human beings suffer. 1-8 Prager 776. What would your cousin who's on the left say to this article? The Dennis Prager Show. Everywhere I go, for Hi, everybody. Like you. I want to address an issue that uh, is raised. I, I am out almost every day at the one restaurant that has outdoor eating in my city. So uh, it, it's interesting. People more than ever before just come over to me 
and it's a, it's, a, it's a different reaction to me than I've had in all of my public life. The The norm throughout my life has been, hey, Dennis Prager, you know, more recently, how about a selfie? You know, happy, happy to see me. Thanks for what you do and have a great day. But not now. Now it's... Uh, very common for people to just pass by and give me a thumbs up. It's it's a it's a very different reaction to me than in the past, and it's 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 deep. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This you know in the past it was just you know light and oh great love your show. Get a selfie. There, there is a sense of existential concern that ha- has not existed uh, since the Civil War. There was no existential concern during World War II. N- nobody really feared that America would be destroyed. People feared that their son would die in combat. And it was a very uh, realistic fear. But if anything, there was nobody, nobody living in World War II could have imagined America truly threatened, everything precious about it threatened by Americans. It's and so people have been blindsided, as it were. It's sucker punched. America's been sucker punched. I don't think it's a sucker punch because I've been talking about this uh, all of my life. The left is a mortal enemy of America, not liberals. Liberals are just naive or cowardly. But they're, they're not the mortal threat. They allow the mortal threat to gain strength. That, so there's, there is that sense. There Americans who love this country are worried. They're worried about Americans who hate this country. That's the way it is. Somebody, remember, where was it? Somebody was arrested on a hate crime for erasing a Black Lives Matter uh, graffiti. Is that correct? Or, Or where it was painted or something. A hate crime. If you don't agree with the Black Lives Matter, uh, not movement even, but the uh, the concept everybody agrees with, the the name of the group, the group. If you don't agree with the group, it's a hate crime. But did you did you see the 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 videos of people shredding in New York, shredding the American flag and burning it? That's not a hate crime. That and and I'm not saying it should be. But it's an example of what is acceptable in America today and what is not acceptable. I love that flag. It symbolizes very many good things on this planet. So what you have to do, I talked about this last week of the happiness hour, is you have to fight. You cannot be you cannot resign. 
and you need kindred spirits in your life. That's that's the way to do it. You can't only fight when victory is very uh, real. You have to fight, period. That's, uh, you know, when the good guys have won in the past, we always, we know the ending, so we don't know what they went through, what Churchill went through. It didn't look like Britain would win, and he fought. It may not look like we will be able to, to keep America American. I don't mean ethnically. There's no such thing as American ethnicity, American ideology. Let me have that. One eight Prager seven seven six. Got to show people videos and movies and articles that sustain your position in a sophisticated way. Okay, y'all, Dennis Prager here. German study finds no evidence. This is from the Telegraph in Britain. German study finds no evidence coronavirus spreads in schools. Schools do not play a major role in spreading the coronavirus, according to the results of a German study released on Monday. The study, the largest carried out on school children and teachers in Germany, found traces of the virus in fewer than 1% of teachers and children. Scientists from Dresden Technical University said they believe children may act as a break on chains of infection. Professor Reinhard Berner, the head of pediatric medicine at Dresden University Hospital and leader of the study, said the results suggested that the virus does not spread easily in schools. It is rather the opposite, Professor Berner said at a, to- at a press conference. Children act more as a break on infection. Not every infection that reaches them is passed on. But the L.A. School Teachers Union has demanded that they will not come back until they're given $250 million and the police are defunded and a whole host of other left-wing things. What the left has done to the teaching profession is what it is doing to the sciences, is what it did to the arts. It is truly a force of pure negativity. Do you know I I I must admit to you, I don't I don't get it. I don't fully get it. And very few people know the left as well as I do. But what is the appeal? What is the I I guess there's a utopianism in the human species, which I so don't relate to. It's, I, I'm being personal here, and, and, and every one of you has this. For example, if you don't get into gambling, if you, 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 know, you don't find shooting craps or playing poker or, or slot machines 
and I'm not condemning any of it. If you do it for fun, I have no no issue. But if you don't get into gambling, you don't understand why people do, right? It's hard to understand another's uh, ad- addiction if you're if you don't have it. That's how I feel about this. How could you not see America and see an essentially good place? What is wrong with you? Do you know I got a question on my fireside chat yesterday? The living martyr will find this fascinating. For those of you who don't know, I do a fireside chat every week. I've now done 150 of them virtually, so that's three years. Every week. It's at PragerU.com, YouTube, etc. Now, mostly young people watch, and they ask me, I, I make comments, and then they ask me questions from all over the world. So uh, a 20-year-old in Slovenia, where, uh, where Melania Trump uh, was born and raised, uh, sent in a question. He said, what do I tell my friend, who's a communist, who says that it's okay to kill to further communist ideals? Which is, that's what a communist believes, by the way. That's what communists did. That's exactly correct. He said, how do I convince him that killing is wrong? And remember how much mockery I received from my video? If God doesn't say do not murder, why is murder wrong? It's one of my, my PragerU videos. You don't understand, you, my dear listeners, many of you don't understand the collapse that is taking place as a result of the death of the Judeo-Christian value system, which was listed by this black museum as an example of whiteness culture. Judeo-Christian values are a whiteness culture creation. Get it? So that if you affirm it, you are a white supremacist. I've said to you many times, and I need to repeat, that question just revalidated my belief, uh, that without this foundation, we're doomed. This religious foundation, especially of America. America was founded to be deeply God-centered. And God we trust is one of our three mottos. The, uh, the arrogance of the humanist. This was the, the arrogance of humanism was a book I saw in college. And I thought, whoa, that is one risky title. The arrogance of humanism. And the author was right. We don't need God. We don't need the Bible. Steven Pinker wrote a book about how we are just moving in a moral direction inevitably. I wonder how he thinks now. With all of the rot, the utter moral rot at Harvard where he is and every other university. The moral decline in, in the last 50 years of every institution and he wrote a book about how, oh, everything's getting better. Just reason alone is going to do it. 
I wonder what he thinks now. Interesting, huh? The, the mob is coming after him. The secular mob, the left-wing mob, the progressive mob of hating people who, like the Slovenian, some of them, there's no doubt in my mind, would kill for their cause. The Dennis Prager Show. The borough president of Brooklyn. For those of you who are not familiar, New York City is composed of boroughs, five of them. Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island. I lived, by the way, in three of the five. I left New York when I was 25 years old. The borough president of Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's the most populous borough, but it might be neck and neck with Queens now. I don't know. Anyway, he's, uh, he's black, and he is adamant that they, re- that they reinstate plain, co- plain clothes police or plain clothed police. Uh, people are getting killed at uh, rates that we haven't seen in decades in many of the major cities. How anybody can vote Democrat when that when so many members of its party are for defunding police? There is something wrong with you if you vote Democrat. Doesn't mean you're not a nice person personally or an honorable person personally. I know honorable people, but there is something wrong in the way you think, and what it is is you block out. Who wrote it? It was just reading yesterday. How is it that they can think the way they do? And the answer is they don't read us, we read them. Bruce Bauer, yes, that's right. That was where it was. Boy, he's a person. that I think like so uh, so much that it's one of the handful of people I could say with virtually identical views, to the best of my knowledge, Bruce Bauer, B-A-W-E-R. But that's what it is. They, they don't know. They don't want to know. If you would say to a nice liberal, why are you voting Democrat? When there are so many members of that party who advocate for the defunding of police, ah, it's the fringe element. That's been the excuse my whole life. It's the fringe element. Biden's a moderate. Biden's is left right now with Sanders. Biden stands for nothing. Biden stands for winning. I have Ted Cruz in the studio this week. And he was very, he's a very honest guy. Most of the people in politics are in politics to get elected. Both parties. That's Joe Biden. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio.